Hey friends, welcome to another episode of This Sovereign Life where we aim to inspire you to escape the mediocrity that we've been conditioned to see as success in this society and instead pursue a life that you truly desire because that is what we are here for. That is what we are meant to do. This episode is going to be a little more lighthearted, but also I do want to touch on something that is uh, kind of big in the collective right now, and um, that is cancel culture. I think cancel culture has a lot of people scared these days, and maybe rightly so, because a lot of people probably have done things that, uh, you know, could get canceled if you're just going to go by cancel culture alone. And I think, uh, but I think there's another reason for people to be afraid that's bigger than the things that they did. Now, there's some people like, um, what's his name? Oh, why is it slipping me? The guy that started the Me Too movement that are just, they just live in a, an exploitive and horrendous way. And they should be caught and they should be canceled. And, um, they should be, they should reap what they sow that that's just the way it goes. Right. Um, but then there's this, this thing where people are canceling each other for, for one, they're going searching through their, you know, 10 year old Twitter feeds to see what they maybe said at one point in their life that was a bad joke or that was racist or prejudiced. Um, you know, things like that. Right. So, um, I believe that more than worrying about maybe what you did in secret that you might be ashamed of, the reason that most people are getting canceled or that people are getting canceled is not so much about what they did, but more about who they're choosing to be. And I think what makes you cancelable is when you choose to be less than authentic. You choose to hide parts of yourself in order to please um, a, a group of people, in order to look better than you are, in order to fit in somewhere, uh, in order to, you know, be admired, that type of thing, right? And many of us do this on some level or another. I know I have done it in my life. But also, um, I'm someone who has, like, wanted to live more authentically. Because long before cancel culture came around, I I admired the people that lived truly and authentically, uh, regardless of the consequences. And... What I think we're seeing now is that many of us have chosen to live inauthentically uh, to be comfortable in the moment, to avoid some kind of consequences in the moment, but in doing so have set ourselves up for more fearful living, more potential for being canceled. And I know Probably everyone that's listening to this is not celebrities that have to worry about being canceled on a large scale, but I do know that um, people in my own circle have expressed like dislike for cancel culture, have expressed a feeling of you know not being able to say what they want to say, but I think it's quite the opposite, right? 
And so the way I'm going to keep it like lighthearted is I'm going to talk about some of the celebrities that I actually admire the most. And they're probably not, well, some of you might might not be surprised by the celebrities that, and I don't, I'm not really a celebrity um, follower or admirer. I don't believe in celebrity culture. I think it's stupid. I think the fact that we put these people on a pedestal and then require a certain standard from them is stupid because they are people just like us. They're people going through life, through growing pains, through, you know, uh, puberty some of the time. The way we treat kids celebrities is terrible. It's terrifying. But that aside, there are some celebrities that I have admired throughout time for the way that they the way that they seem to be and I don't know the ins and outs of their life. I don't know who they are as people in private, but what I do know is that some of these celebrities are have throughout their careers have chosen to seemingly be authentic even when it wasn't acceptable, right? Even when it wasn't, even when there was a lot of backlash for it. And that is what I think is actually the antidote to cancel culture, cancel culture. So some of these celebrities, well, one of the top ones, and I plan to have him on the podcast someday, just putting that out there. But one of these celebrities is Eminem. Yes, the good old Marshall Mathers. And I've liked Eminem for a long time. I not only like his music, but um, one of the things that I've noticed about Eminem is that he, I mean, for one, he was putting music out and no, I don't like every word of his raps. I don't, I don't admire every thing he says in his rap, um, but a lot of that is um, art inspired by probably his real life events. And I'm sure at certain times in his life, he has done some probably what most people consider to be pretty terrible things, right? Um, He probably would consider it to be that way. But the thing about Eminem is he's never tried to hide that. He's never pretended to be something else, right? He's never put one face out to the public and then you find this dirt. No, he sings about his dirt. He raps about his own dirt. And he's always been that way. And lately he seems to be taking or shifting to a little bit more of like a uplifting and empowered uh, way of doing art, which I think would speak to probably the natural evolution of his life. And in all of the cancel culture, I don't, I'm sure people have tried to cancel Eminem, but it hasn't been successful. The difference is, you know, people can try to cancel you. But there's a difference between like an effort and then successfully getting you canceled, successfully, successfully getting you, uh, you know, kicked off record labels and shows and, you know, unpublished and all of these things. Right. So, I think that um I think that one thing that I really like about Eminem's just this whole 
journey and evolution, uh, aside from the fact that he's just in a drop dead, amazing MC in his art is incredible. Like whether you like what he says or not, but I think one thing that I really, uh, like want to point out is that he has embodied his own truth throughout his entire celebrity, like his entire, um, period of fame. And I don't see anyone able to cancel him at this point or any point. Right. Um, he doesn't do things rashly and, uh, I mean, he doesn't seem like he does things just for what shock and awe, like some celebrities do, uh, like maybe, you know, our good old buddy, uh, Kanye. (laughs) Um, but he, he just, he speaks his truth in the moment and he's changed the way he speaks and the way he does art over a period of time. And throughout all of it, it seems evident that he truly cares about his kids, his daughter, his, you know, the kids that he took under his wing in other parts of his family. So I'm not going to go like too deep into these. It's not like I don't have Eminem on a pedestal. Like I said, I think that's dumb. I think it's dumb to think that we should admire every single aspect of somebody's life in order to appreciate their art or in order to appreciate who they are, whether they're a celebrity or not. It's so crazy to me that we think that we can only befriend or admire somebody if they, you know, fit, if they check all the boxes for us. And if they do one thing that surprises us, then, oh no, now they've fallen from grace. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but moving on another celebrity that I think seems to be like, this is Rihanna, um, in her own way, right? Like Rihanna's just been putting out her art. She's been putting out her music. She's been putting out her, her beauty line and she just doesn't care. She doesn't seem, she does it her way and does it on her timeline and I think it's awesome, right? And I, I think it I think it shines through. Like, not that anyone's tried to cancel Rihanna. She's pretty well liked in general, I believe. But I'm sure some people would. I mean, I think Trump tried to cancel her, which is pretty amusing. Um, because, you know, at some point I think she displayed her dislike of Trump. But uh that's irrelevant to this discussion. Um, anyway, I, I mean, I just kind of think Rihanna's badass. She embodies just like all of the elements, the aspects of a strong, fierce woman who also obviously is a loving mother at this point and an artist and somebody who has persevered, who has done the work to get to where she is. So shout out to you, queen. Uh, let's see who else. Um, J-Lo. Now J-Lo, I don't necessarily have an affinity for her art as much. I mean, I think she's done some really good movies. Um, I think she has a few good songs. I have to admit, I've never really listened to her music that much. Um, I've liked some of her rom-coms and I do think she did a pretty stellar job in a few of her latest movies. What was that stripper one? 
I forgot what it was called. Um, but she, I think, um, well, for one, I think she's done a really good job of just living in her truth, whatever that is. I'm sure there's a public image to hers as well. She seems to be very good at public image, but also there seems to be a an underlying um, authenticity to her where she's not going to just do things because they're publicly normal or acceptable, right? Um, I'm sure many of you don't have any admiration for JLo and probably a lot of you think she's been married too many times or whatever, but Man, I think that girl is doing life on her terms and she's not willing to compromise her desires. And I admire that. I think it's cool and I think I think she's done an amazing job of staying timeless, youthful and timeless at every age like she says her affirmation is. And I think I like that too. So yeah, I have a little thing for for Jennifer Lopez and how she has evolved in show business, but also seems to like really continue to enjoy what she's doing and kind of disregard other people's opinions. Um, now, moving on from my girl crushes, <laughs> um, let's see. So Dave Chappelle, yeah. He's one for sure. He is a goat all around. And he's had a really long career. And in his career, he has done a lot of different things, like disappearing for, what, 10 or 15 years, something like that. And just going off grid and being able to come back in complete full force whenever he feels like it. And now as cancel, cancel, <laughs> cancel culture runs rampant, he has not com- compromised his comedy for that. He's spoken against it. He's um, he's made comedy specials that have caused a lot of outrage in different communities, and I'm not uh, I'm not condemning the outrage. I mean, I think if like if it hurts your feelings, that's okay, right? Like if it if it makes you feel some type of way. I get that because, like, you know, sometimes that happens. And sometimes we are in a vulnerable spot or group and we feel picked on even though somebody's not necessarily trying to pick on us, right? Because we're sensitive because we have been picked on. Um, We have been exploited. So I'm not, like, I'm not condoning, like, exploitation, but I don't really believe that that was what, Dave Chappelle was doing. Um, but I think it's admirable and interesting to see how he has withstood the test of cancel culture. And I think it's because he didn't apologize. He didn't bow down to it, right? Like, um, I mean, like I said before, Will Smith should have been slapping bitches all along because this whole thing where like, these celebrities apologize. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have apologized, but like, I think that these get blown out of proportion, right? Like the fact that collectively for a couple of weeks, we were focused on Will Smith and Chris Rock slap 
when many of us have been in those situations on a drunken night out or, you know, um, I don't know, in our own home or with our own brother or sister, whether you slap him in the face or not, you know, most of us have probably been in an unsavory situation where there was anger that was misplaced or that was volatile. And then later we realized no, uh, that wasn't necessary. But the fact that that got blown up so much, right? And Will Smith kind of just bowed down to it and apologized and like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. Like, I feel like that was just a huge, I mean, he did it on the Oscar stage. So anyway, I digress on Will Smith. But good old Chappelle, when they tried to come after him, guess what he did? He got up and he made another special where in true Chappelle fashion, he destroyed the cancelers with his comedy. So... What, regardless of what you think of Chappelle, I think that that's pretty, it's a testimony to authenticity and, you know, really doing what you do because of what you believe in or stand for or what, what you're good at rather than doing it to please the masses. I think that's the key, right? It's like he's comedy is his thing, man. He is a comedian and he's damn good at it. So for him to get up there and, you know, be canceled for being good at what he does, what he's done for years and years and years, it just, you can't because he's not doing it to please you. He's not doing it to try not to get canceled. He's not doing it to be um, admired and get accolades from all of the people that, you know, didn't like him already. Like he's not. And I think that's just it, right? It's like the truth is and the lesson to take from this is that, you know, all around us, things are happening, things are changing, culture shifts, um, you know, uh, norms shift, uh, acceptance shifts. We can see this, right? Like we can see this in our lifetime, I can see it in my lifetime, that's for sure. Like what's acceptable now versus what was acceptable when I was a teenager, totally different. Um, You know, what the people that are more uh, respected now versus then, totally different. So these things are shifting all the time. And if you try to keep up with it from that end, if you're just trying to like fit in and please the, the common, you know, if you're trying to be the person that just gets is liked because you're doing all the right things. You're doing the things that please the masses or please the people around you, even in your own little community, because you know that's what they like. You're probably inevitably going to fall on your face or disappoint somebody, be disappointed in somebody, um, you know, all of these things. But if you choose to live authentically, and by this, I'm not saying like be a jerk. It, like, I don't really think anyone's authentically like a racist or a, 
misogynist. I don't think that comes from a place of authenticity. I think that comes from a place of conditioning and a lot of trauma probably and, you know, many, many factors that happen. Some people are like that. They're genuinely like that at this point in their lives because that's that's all they've ever practiced and that's the part of themselves that they've fed. And uh, so when I talk about being authentic and genuine, I, I'm not saying be that. Like if you are just genuinely that person, then yeah, you probably should get canceled. You probably will get canceled or you'll just surround yourself with people that are like you and then, you know, you'll just be a group of jerks. And, um, you know, I think that that's, there's certain things that are just unacceptable when it comes to being in community, right? Is hurting people intentionally or carelessly because you just don't care. Um, I think that you're going to get the consequences of that and you should. But as far as just living goes, right? And being able to shift from living in fear of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. You don't have to do that if you are living authentically according to a set of values that is established in like like love and truth and knowing who you are. And being that, right? And you'll make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But when you live that way, you can own your mistakes too. A good example of this was my brother-in-law. Like, man, he could piss you off sometimes. He pissed me off sometimes. But he was so real and like he owned it, you know? And as much as you'd get mad, you also loved him for it. And I think that's just the result of like of caring more about your values and who you are and being able to look at your, yourself in the mirror and sleep with yourself at night knowing that you are living according to the best of what you know and that you're not afraid to change it if you realize a better way to live, a better way of being. We we all have access to that. But we're too worried about what everyone around us thinks. We're too worried about this and that. And who cares about, you know, who's going to perceive us this way? And what if they think this? And and that's so shallow. And that's going to get you canceled. <laughs> so anyway, that was semi-lighthearted. Um, you know, I have a bit of intensity about me in general. So of course I had to pepper that in, but stay real, be authentic, live your truth. And if you don't know what that is, you can discover that by taking your attention, your focus away from just being popular or being liked or being accepted and realize like at the end, like at the end of the day, you're the only one. My dad said this to me. It was so good. At the end of the day, you're the only one that lives with the consequences of your decisions, right? So no matter what anyone else thinks that you should do or how they think you should live, you got to remember that 
And you got to remember who you are. When you can love that, when you can be proud of that, because you know that that's aligned with who God meant for you to be, then you don't have to worry. And so you might want to cancel me for this. I don't know, but hopefully you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next one.